Welcome to the Mind Management Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Bullock. Our brains are on autopilot, sorting information and just giving it all meaning. Here I'm going to teach you how to take your brain off autopilot, take control, and manage your thinking so you can live authentically as you and love authentically. I want you to create a life that you are proud to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Friends, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so if you're listening to this, the Love Your Spouse More program is already running. I might do one again, but I want to tell you some things about launching that program that I've learned. I've learned it's kind of scary. Listen, I've done a group program before that was free, that was a different ball game. This one, I wanted you guys to make a transaction. Amber Smith, she's a coach that I listen to that is awesome. She says the first transformation is in the transaction. And I remember paying my first coach. (laughs) I remember that transaction. I remember the transaction very clearly because I was terrified. And when I heard that phrase, like the the first transformation is in the transaction, it's so true. It's so true. On this one, I'm just so proud of those that signed up for this course because it's scary. Your belief in you has to be there. Like I had the coach that I was paying, I had no problem thinking for sure the information that I had was going to be good, like that she had for me was going to be good. If I applied it, if I do the work, I know that this will work because I have full confidence in that coach because of the things that I've listened to because of, you know, the relationship that I'm sure she's worked on building with me, not even knowing that she's building it with me. But my confidence in myself had to be there. And that part, that is why that trans that transaction is such an important transformation. You have to believe in you. I think it's such a gift to offer a dollar amount. And it I think money is relative here. I think it's a circumstance. It doesn't really matter. But it's all relative to the person. So if $100 or $50 isn't a lot to you, then you're going to have a different commitment level at $1,000, right? It's going to require you to believe in you, you to know that whatever happens, you're going to get what you wanted out of the course, out of the coaching, out of whatever it is. So I think it's such a gift. I know that my coach that required a certain dollar amount for me to work with her, it was such a gift to me. It required me to believe in me. So I'm just proud. I'm proud of the people that showed up for this group. And and with your marriages, like, that's such an important investment. If you have that belief in you, just think about think about that for a minute. You're purchasing a course for your marriage. You have hope. You have that transaction that you made. That means that you took a chance on you, which is the best person to take a chance on. So the gratitude and just the pride that I'm feeling for those that jumped in the group is 
unbelievable. And that's just the beginning. We haven't even started working. Well, I guess at this point that you're listening to it, we have. But (laughs) as of when I'm recording this, that's the first transformation that they've gotten is just swiping the card or punching in the numbers, however that works. (laughs) Okay. Lots of stories on this podcast because today... I'm just telling a story. I'm just telling, just, I want something, I want you to start thinking about something. (laughs) Once upon a time, and I said this story in my Instagram because I was thinking about it and it's been on my mind a lot lately. So I don't know if it's a message that has to reach somebody that hasn't yet, but once upon a time, I had kids, three kids, pretty fast. So between my first and my second, there's 17 months. (laughs) And between my second and my third, there's 26 months. So I was pregnant with my, with my third. And I had dropped off my first at preschool. And I took my second to Walmart with me. I was giant pregnant. (laughs) ready to pop and I remember every time I'd get to the back of the store with my full cart and my thrashing toddler I'd get about to where the dairy is in the back of Walmart and I'd start having Braxton Hicks almost every time this must have been before I discovered grocery pickup but to couple that the Braxton Hicks with my little two-year-old that wasn't so little. He's just solid and massive. He would get super overstimulated with everything by the time we were about halfway through our trip. He'd reach a point where he would plant his feet and he wouldn't move. And I'd be trying to move on and just saying, come on, let's go, let's go. And I'd get further and further away from him thinking that maybe he'd decide that he would come with me at one point, and he wouldn't. (laughs) He would never come. He would stop and just scream and scream, and sometimes he'd flop on the floor and kick the ground. And I could keep my cool for a little bit, and then the Braxton Hicks start, and then the panic starts coming in, and I noticed just my temperature rising and my throat constricting and feeling my heart rate come up and things are getting hot. And I'm noticing who's around me, who's watching and trying to comfort this little toddler, also trying to stop this tantrum of this little toddler. About then is when I would give up and pick him up and just head straight for the cash register. Well, that's what we did this time. Picked him up, head straight to the cash register, got everything checked out, got out to the truck, put him in, and I sat in my car for a minute. And I had to think things over. At this point, I already knew thought work. I knew I didn't handle that well. And I had to go into my brain and see what was going on for me, which was such a compassionate move at the time because... Before that, my pattern was shaming. My pattern was, I should be better. My pattern was, you could have been nicer to the child. You could have responded in a lot more kindness and love 
And I didn't take it as neutral information. I took it as a way to shame myself, saying, you should have been better. Why didn't you be better? You know better. Come on. But this time I didn't. This time I was like, well, let's slow all of that down. Let's see. Let's see what's going on for me. So I went back and I kind of felt the emotion. I was embarrassed. I was panicking. What was what was I thinking at that time? Oh, I was looking around and there was a older couple looking at me and they could have been thinking all sorts of things. They could have been thinking like yesterday at the dollar store, I had my two-year-old and he wanted to hold the basket really bad and I didn't want him to hold the basket. I don't know why, but I didn't. And he started screaming. And I stopped him right there. I said, hey, we don't scream. And this older couple walked past and said, don't you miss those years just to each other. And I overheard it. And I just kind of chuckled to myself because I know one day these years are going to be gone. One day we might miss these years. (laughs) At the time, didn't really love it. But that could have been what this couple at Walmart was thinking. But in my brain, because I was so self-critical... I was thinking, wow, they must be thinking like she can't handle this child and she's having another, (laughs) right? I thought that more than likely they weren't thinking. But because of that, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that people might have been judging my parenting. They might have been, maybe, but probably not. I was panicked because I thought, man, I have to pick up this giant toddler and I'm having Braxton Hicks, and I'm going to go into labor right here at Walmart. I felt alone. I felt like I have nobody who's going to help me. So I felt all the responsibility of it in that time. And in the moment too, part of me wanted to be able to comfort him more. But all of that panic was making it really hard to keep my cool, right? So All of that was going on for me. I had lots of big emotions and I had something that I wanted to be, but I couldn't quite get there. So there is a little bit of that like dissonance. I wanted to be a loving mom in that case, but I was being more panic, more worried about being judged, a little embarrassed. And that's fine. It's fine if I choose that. It's totally understandable. I mean, I don't want to go into labor in Walmart with my toddler there (laughs) and a cart full of groceries. That's not the ideal place. So I get it. Those emotions, totally fine, totally human. But the part that wasn't working for me was my language toward my toddler. And this is just good to know for next time. What my brain wanted was an easier route the easier route was saying, stop crying. Stop crying. Come on. Like, this isn't okay. Come on. Let's stop. It's okay. It's okay. Basically, I wanted this tiny little two-year-old who's feeling really overwhelmed because there's lots of people and lots of colors. And I think he just really felt that stimulus really, really big. He was probably feeling overwhelmed. He was probably feeling tired. There's probably so many big feelings that he doesn't have an emotional vocabulary for. 
I've said this before, but our emotions and the vocabulary that we get it, once we identify emotions really well, it helps us process them easier. Once we've named it and gotten specific with it, it's like a rec- it, you can recognize it better and it's less scary for this little tiny two-year-old who's feeling new emotions because his vocabulary is growing and he doesn't quite know what to do with it yet. Big emotions in this tiny little body. I wanted him to basically manage his mind and stop feeling what he's feeling and stop crying so I could feel better. I put all of my emotional responsibility on top of what this little two-year-old's already feeling. I don't want to say that to shame mothers because like I said before, I get those feelings. (laughs) I don't even think that It was terrible to feel what I was feeling shopping that day. That's not what I'm saying. But I want to look at it neutrally, just from a point of, oh, this is why it doesn't work. (laughs) We chose the hard way. When I want my little toddler to take care of his emotions and then my emotions, I want him to fix what's going on with him and feel better. So I can easily fix what's going on with me to feel better. It just isn't going to work. So we have other options. We have recognizing what's going on for us and meeting ourselves with so much compassion in the moment. I think that would have helped me take the panic away, right? That fear and maybe a little bit of embarrassment. If I would have met it with this is fine. We're going to be okay rather than this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. So I want you to just watch for this. Think of Anna passing all of her emotional responsibility over to a tiny (laughs) two-year-old, okay? We do this more than just with our kids. We're going to think about this as like just something that we kind of innocently do as humans, We're not going to shame ourselves about it because the brain just wants to solve the problem. It thinks that that is the easiest route. It thinks that that is the fastest fix because it's worked in the past. How many times have we yelled at our kids or done something and other person changes and then we can feel better? And we mistake that to mean that because of what the other person did, I can feel better. We think that that was the cause of us feeling better. But it wasn't. It was just giving yourself permission to think differently. Giving yourself permission to think, oh, there's not a problem here. We're just fine. Everything's okay. You can think there's not a problem here. Everything's fine. You can think so many different options. Even if your circumstance looks like a thrashing toddler on the floor of Walmart while you're having Braxton Hicks and seven months pregnant. (laughs) It can look like a problem on the outside and it doesn't have to be a problem on the inside. We have that choice. We can give ourselves that permission in the moment. Notice where you're giving your power over. Are you giving it over to your spouse? If your spouse says or does something, then you can feel better. Are you giving it over to your business? If your business is producing a certain amount of income, Are you telling yourself that everything's okay if your business is not? 
Are you giving your emotional responsibility to that? Who are you giving that emotional responsibility to? Who are you wanting to change or what outside of you are you wanting to change so you can feel better? You don't have to wait until that thing changes. Give yourself permission now. We also don't have to shame ourselves when we don't do it perfectly. Or maybe when we start thinking this is a problem. I just want you to kind of go back if that's something that you did. Notice what you were thinking in the moment. Notice what was going on for you. And then meet yourself with compassion and understanding. It changes the game if you're meeting yourself with compassion and understanding versus I should have done better. I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible business owner. We lose all opportunity to learn anything if we do that because we don't want to look at it. We, it's not neutral, so you can't see all of it. You want to close your eyes to it. You're not going to let it land. If you reduce some of the drama, some of the meaning behind it, when we did or didn't do something the way we wanted to, then we get to evaluate and notice what we want to fix next time, what we want to try differently next time, what's going to feel better for us and more aligned with who we want to be. Okay, that's all I got for you this week. And I hope that you look into it and I hope that you don't shame yourself because guess what? We all are human. If you want help with this, if you have something that you want to work on, someone that you're giving all of that responsibility to and you don't know how to take it back because it feels pretty certain that they're the cause for your emotional suffering, come and have a consult with me. Let's talk. Go to the link in my bio on Instagram and fill out the form and it will set you up with the time. All the things. Pretty easy. I would love to help you. Till next week, guys. Bye.